0: bars fm podcast this is scott kesterson and tonight you're listening to become educated and fight this war is real fighting is everything even though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword conviction righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students, they become the bards of war. Good evening patriots, and today is Monday, January 9th in the year 2023, and as you might expect, the world did not get any less crazy over the weekend, it just continues to spin into its craziest Of ever things that keep going on this is really a bizarre time the most impossible things keep happening we're going to talk about some of those tonight but it's really centered on the most important thing of the importance that we need to remain informed and we need to know our rights part of that as well is be aware of what's coming so whatever you're doing protect your wealth at all costs Are the Biden administration's New Year's goals of tax and spend and turned a blind eye to inflation, at odds with your goals of securing your savings? When you finally had enough of the games government is playing with your savings in retirement, diversify into gold with Birch Gold. I am tired of my money being impacted by stupid decisions by leaders in Washington. For over 5,000 years, gold has withstood inflation, geopolitical turmoil, and stock market crashes. And here's the great news. You can still get it. In fact, you can own gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text the word BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold. With almost 20 years experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals IRAs, Birch Gold can help you. Protect yourself with gold today by texting BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to the number 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, secure your future with gold. Start today with a free info kit. There is zero obligation to make this request. Just text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. Birch Gold. Again, text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. This is the best way to start the new year. Text BARDS to 989898. Patriots, as you know, one of the principal areas that we're in right now is the war on children. That hasn't stopped. And these tech companies and pariahs up here are continuing to wage a vicious war against the children. Seattle School District today um, filed a lawsuit and Seattle schools, I shouldn't say uh, whether it was today, but they filed a lawsuit over against Big Tech because of the mental health issues that children are facing, saying that the mental uh, Big Tech was targeting young children for profits. Wow, that's a shocker, as if we didn't know that already. But this is really a vicious time again for kids. And there's a piece that I came across today that's actually rather stunning. And it's a reference to what was essentially a children's espionage doll. Take a listen to this.
1: This is my friend, Kayla doll. It looks harmless enough, right? So why did the German government ban it back in 2017? And why did they request parents not just throw the toy out, but destroy the toy? The doll's maker, Genesis Toys, also received a complaint to the US Federal Trade Commission, accusing her of a very serious crime, espionage. Turns out, before using the doll, kids were required to provide personal information, like their name, their age, their parents' name, their hometown, their school, their favorite foods, their favorite toys. Turns out, Kayla, listening to conversations and transmitting the audio files to the doll's speech recognition software maker, Nuance Communications. They just happen to have one of the largest voice print databases on the planet, with military and law enforcement contracts in place, and a long history of being sued for privacy violations. And guess who recently acquired Nuance? None other than Microsoft. Mere child's play, my
2: friends. (laughs)
0: So let's put some pieces together. That was in 2017. And you just had this ChatGBT launched, which was an AI program that basically is a full program, that, a program that can take your voice or can take your ideas and translate it into full essays, business plans, do all sorts of other tasks for you. That part of ChatGBT funding comes from Microsoft, which means it also came from this. The point is that they've been scraping data. We know that. But the problem is that, again, the responsibility of parenting has gone by the wayside. Parents have found it very convenient over the over these last few years as tech has become more accessible to turn the tech appliance into the babysitter for kids under the ideas that, well, my child is, I'm teaching my child different things. They have exposure. They're learning. They're able to use it as a resource and a research tool. So is our, there is a library to do that. So is reading books. So. This is something to be very aware of. This has not gone away. It's not necessarily gotten any worse. It's just gotten more invisible. But they have been mining children's data for a long time. But the problem is, as a nation, I don't think we're really confronting where we are right now in the extreme of this because we are still facing a massive issue of the war on children. And this war on children is literally destroying kids as a whole.
1: How can it not be obvious to every single person in this country what is actually going on? If you would remove your biased goggles and just look at what we are producing in this country, it is shit. What is going to become of the kids that are 10 to 0 when they don't have to think and the parents are completely detached and they're fat and they're lazy and they're disinterested in anything? They cry about it. They, they get their kid registered in soccer and their kid gets his ass beat and they want all the good kids taken off the field. What the fuck are we doing?
0: Exactly. What are we doing? And as a nation, what we're doing is trying to find the convenient and easy way through things. But well, we have enormous amount of rights here as a country. We have many, many personal rights. So as I get into this, let me start with something we all should have memorized by now. But I want to start with the Declaration of Independence and right at the very beginning, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of those ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundations on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown That mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Those moments of despotism also come in the form of corporate overlords. We're literally working in a space right now of a corporatocracy where this public private partnership, which is a word you should know very well by now because it's been thrown in our face so much over the last 10 years is this bridging of government, right? Government, which we elect with private entities to design a future, which we will become part and parcel of by our own free will, essentially stripping away Our personal rights. The good news is there is some pushback on this and we're starting to see a little bit of headway, but it's going to be up to us to start really taking to ground and getting back our rights. Here's one up right here. The Supreme Court, the Fifth Circuit Court rejected the bump stock ban that the ATF put in place. Now, why this is important is that this goes to a Supreme Court case that recently the Biden administration put up trying to change the EPA rules. The EPA rules were designed specifically to to make it impossible to mine coal in West Virginia. The Supreme Court ruled that the EPA, as an agency and into the executive branch, had no authority to change those rules and to expand their rules to to crush business. That has a reciprocal effect that the media has done, the, the legacy media, has done a masterful job of ignoring. And what is that? They're not letting you know that that affected every single executive branch agency, including the ATF. The Fifth Circuit today is a positive hit because what it reveals is the Fifth Circuit is in alignment with the Supreme Court and taking back ATF powers. But now watch what's happening. Oregon pushed out measure 114 that passed by a very slim margin, which I claim is an illegal vote anyway because there's 104% of the voter roll active in Oregon which, by the way, I don't know if, you're, if that makes sense, but that means there's more people voting than there exists in the state. And then Colorado just launched a ban on assault rifles. Why is all this happening, in particular in blue states? I can tell you why. They know that the game is up. They know that what's being revealed is coming, and the people are going to start realizing how much of a screw job they've been put under and how much of a rook we've lived with and to steal our rights and to enslave us. So they're panicked and they're doing everything they can to try to take away your 2A rights. And they're going to try to continue to do everything they can to leverage you and to make you obedient to their rules unless you know what their rules are. So here's a piece I want you to hear. This is actually pretty pretty amazing. And this is a young man and I'm by the video that I looked at, he is approximately 25 years old. He has been pulled over at a checkpoint for drunk driving. Now keep in mind he's being faced with a police officer, state trooper in fact, who's wearing one of those big round browns, very intimidating individual with a badge and a gun. He's rolled his window down in his car approximately six inches, just enough so the officer can speak to him. Listen to this dialogue, and then we'll go over it as it goes through. Hey, how y'all
3: doing tonight? Doing well. Good, I'm Trooper Trox with the Highway Patrol. We're just doing a sobriety checkpoint this evening, make sure everybody's all right to drive. You had anything to drink tonight? Am I free to go? Have you had anything to drink tonight? Am I free to go, sir? Well, I'm just asking if you had anything to drink tonight. It's have you had anything question. to drink? It's just a simple question, sir. Have you had anything to drink tonight? Let me get you to do me a favor, okay? Yes, sir. You sit right here for me. Gotcha. Hey, can you grab uh, Sergeant Griffin? Y'all having a good night tonight? Yes, sir. Yeah. Just rolling on through, having... Y'all go to school up here? You want to have MTSU? Well, you don't want to talk to me? That's fine. All right. Well, hey, man, I'm just asking you if you want if you had anything to drink. From. I understand. You know, you simple yes or no, and let you be on your way. Can I ask you a question, sir? You can ask away. Did you swear an oath to uphold the Constitution? I certainly did. All right. So, is, do you think it's okay to treat everyone as if they're guilty until proven innocent? I'm sorry. Do you think it's okay to treat people as if they're guilty until proven innocent? Ah, uh, that's not what's going on here, young man. All we're doing is just making sure everybody okay is okay to drive out here on the roads, keeping everybody safe, including yourself. Okay. All right. You want to let me know whether you had anything to drink tonight? Am I free to go, sir? Well, when you answer my question, you want. So I'm guilty until proven innocent? No, it's an investigative detention. That's all this is. Detained for what, though? For what, what crime? It's not a crime. You're not detained. So crime. if I'm not being detained, am I free to go? You're being detained right now for an investigative for, purpose. For what crime? Just making sure everybody's okay to keep on driving. What crime have I committed for you to t- detain me? To drive. Y'all drive safe. I, I appreciate drive. that. Thank you, sir. Have a good night.
0: This young man stood up for his constitutional rights. That takes spine. I don't know who this young man is, but I'm going to tell you right now, that took some serious spine. When a cop breathing down his neck, gun in and offering potentially to arrest him, but he knew his rights. And here's the most disturbing part. The cops knew he knew his rights too. You see, this is the problem we're having right now in our nation, is that we are accepting that the police know their job, And then we're going to the other side and accepting that we need to trust the police. We're giving up everything. We're giving up our rights. We're giving up our responsibilities. And yes, I can already hear it. It's like, I don't know how to read police code. You better learn. And every one of us better get smart with it. I'm not going to accuse these state troopers of being malicious, but they are executing a form duty that they know they can get away with because most people don't know the law. And because they don't know the law, they know that they can start executing these search and seizures in violation of the Fourth Amendment. Our Constitution is there for a reason. And it's there to ensure our rights. But the problem is we keep not knowing our rights. And so what's the purpose of the Constitution? We have to, as a public, know our rights. We have to understand what the Constitution says. And we have to know how the police are executing their rules as well as politicians in order for us to get along with this and be able to move through it. The case in point is this whole vax as well. People assumed that when the government said you had lockdowns, that that was something we had to follow through with. They were not constitutional. They were an edict given by a subagency that had no constitutional authority. What they had was the ability to leverage fear just like a police officer does when he's at your car window. They're pushing fear, and that fear is to intimidate you to have you cave and not hold the line because they know something. Most people don't want to get into a confrontation, and most people also don't have the wherewithal or the maturity like this young man to get into a confrontation, to contest what's being said, and to be respectful at the same time. He wasn't antagonistic. He wasn't hateful. He refused to be called the officer, sir. He just held his line. I cannot stress how important this is at this juncture in our our country. People literally need to start becoming better educated. Everybody, including myself, I'm not excluding. And every one of us has to start taking the time. We need to be understanding what the legalese actually is, not the Webster Dictionary but we have to go to the legal dictionaries. We're going to have to start understanding what police information is and what their actual laws say versus the constitution and be very clear on that. Because when we do that and when we accomplish that, then we're going to be able to, in a very short order, put ourselves in a place of taking power back. But they all count on the fact that we just don't do that. And because of that, they accept that we are simply going to go along with everything. So I'm going to, pivot a little bit here and we're going to go to a piece here by greg reese on brazil and then we're going to come back to this whole theme so here stand by here this is a good piece and a reference of what's kind of going on in brazil
2: the people of brazil are united together in protest against the globalist great reset In 2017, Luiz Lula was convicted on charges of corruption and money laundering and sentenced to nine years in prison. In April of last year, he was released by the Brazilian Supreme Court to run against Bolsonaro. He is supported by the World Economic Forum. Translating. Lula was not elected. Lula stole my vote, stole from my people. We will not create war, we will not spill blood.
1: We will fight with peace, this son of a Alexandre de Moraes.
2: Because he stole our votes and gave them to another criminal, Lula. They reversed his sentence in order to win, criminally, by stealing and diverting our votes.
1: This was dishonesty, shadiness,
2: criminal. In my country, there is no place for them." End translation. Alexandre de Moraes is the minister of the Supreme Court of Brazil, who just ordered the banks to block the accounts of anyone supporting the historic protest. If people all over the world took to the streets like the people of Brazil, then the imminent global tyranny would be eradicated. And this is why the media ignores it. They're hoping you just stay home and watch it like a movie. Like a movie.
0: See, Brazil's actually doing an amazing thing. Now, A lot of the reporting coming out of there, we're pretty sure, I've been working on this since last night, it looks like a lot of the reporting of the rating of the Supreme Court building may have been staged and done with a, with a movie set, which would make sense because they're doing a January 6th type event to try to frame these people as fascists. They're not fascists. They're awake and they're standing up for what is right. They understood the law. They stood, they're standing for their rights and they're not backing down. This is happening across the nation in Brazil. And interesting to note that as there was an, an event that happened yesterday, to a certain degree around the Supreme Court, to whatever truth that is that we can get out, what we do seem to know is that the military and the police divided. That much of the military stood with the people, even some of the police did. And the minute that happened, there's been a near virtual media blackout across everywhere all over the world, other than the fact that we're informed supposedly that one, Bolsonaro is in the hospital in Orlando today, even though the photo they showed of him is two years old and that there were supposedly buses sent in to round up everybody and arrest them. We don't even know the truth on that. So it's, it's where the status is on Brazil, we don't know. And the thing is that as long as these people control the media, they're going to continue to perpetuate the story. Those that are following the media and listening to these narratives are not paying attention to the laws and the rules in which guide us in our countries. Brazil, the Brazilians that are standing in this, and there are many, and they are vocal, and they are active. This is like taking a Trump rally times 100 and putting it into the streets, which is what we should be doing, what we should have done after November. But we didn't. We pulled back. We retracted. We took it as a blow, as a loss, as a state was bigger than us, and they won the psychological game. I go back to this young man we played a minute ago. He didn't bow. He wasn't hostile. He held his line. He demanded that they explain to him how he was considered to be a criminal, why he was being detained, what the investigation was, and the police officers suddenly realized they were out of line, and they let him go. Brazil understands very clearly what's at stake. If they don't stand right now for what is right in their country, they're going to lose it, and as they get into that space, if they don't stand and win, they will never get their country back. All of this comes down to the fundamental rules in which we are governed by, fundamental rules that we have to live by, and fundamental rules that it's up to us, we the people, to enforce. That goes back to our Declaration of Independence. We the people is is what this whole country is based on, and if we aren't going to start taking power and taking charge, where are we going to go? We're starting to see a greater awakening of the understanding that this problem is not just at D.C., This problem has trickled down like a metastasized cancer into every local precinct, into your towns, no matter how big they are, it's there because it's centered on a simple thing, a moral and ethical bankruptcy that's occurred in this nation because we've pivoted away from our relationship in God. And so people are doing what people do. They become self-centered and they live for themselves only. As a result, they start to see graft and corruption and self-benefit as the number one reason to get into office not for the service of the people to make a society better. This is happening in every agency that's publicly funded. You don't see this as much in small business because small business is accountable to its customers. And when they screw a customer, they usually go out of business. It's pretty simple. Market economy works really well. But when we're in a public servant area where they're protected by unions, they're protected by other clauses to ensure their protection of their their continuance of job, When you end up with a senior executive class that's literally protected for life, they cannot be fired. When you end up with Congress, it's excluded from having any criminal investigation done onto them while they're in office and at the same time can pump up their own pay and give themselves whatever benefits to exclude in the exclusion to others. This is the problem we have as we've created a two-tier system and we have allowed it. I go back again to that young man. He did not allow the two-tier system to work. He held his line, 25 years old, and he literally becomes an iconic American hero sitting in his car just doing a selfie video for TikTok just to document the event, and he was right. And in the end, he was released to drive on his way without having to give any information at a checkpoint that was illegally stood up but see how they sell it. We're doing this for the benefit of people to find out if, you, if you've been drinking to make the road safer for everyone. The collective idea that we all need to work together because we're all in this together. No, actually we're not. We're all into this together. We're all in the preservation of liberty together. We're not all in the giving up our rights together because if we are, we're a bunch of fools. This is the lemmings going off the end of the, of the cliff and we have to stop doing that. And it's going to take spine to do that. And most and fundamentally, it's going to take education to do that. Let me play a little clip here on something that has been evolving now of where we are going with this vaccine. Because this gets back to, again, the same problem of our rights.
4: We're human beings, in many ways, being used as props to paint the veneer that they were somehow going through deep trials to make sure that we were all safe with these vaccines. And you have, I know there was a, for instance, a 13 year old girl. Uh, They in fact had an ad, the vaccine uh, safety council had put out an ad that was going to run during the Super Bowl. Then it was yanked by Comcast. They wouldn't allow it to air, which shows a perfectly healthy 13 year old girl who went through this particular trial. And then, ended up having all sorts of adverse events. So these people were used as props, essentially, right?
5: Yes, exactly. And so the the clinical trial subjects were deceived. uh, And but importantly, most of the clinical trial sites and investigators were also deceived. And most of the FDA employees were deceived because this um, particular Mm -hmm. scam, is driven from the top. Only few people, as far as I understand, at the top of these organizations, the Department of Defense, um, HHS, FDA, BARDA, um, their legal uh, counsels, they know, but then the rest of the regular employees and rank and file, and especially clinical trial subjects, of course, were kept in the dark. And in fact, under Obama Administration Cures Act, Amended, I believe, the uh, emergency use authorization, or not the emergency, the informed consent requirements, such that subjects don't have to be necessarily informed of what's going on if it's deemed not in their best interest. And so again, through uh, you know, it's too long to go into the legal history. There is very extensive research, uh, hundreds of pages of documents on legal history of this. But the, the laws that they're invoking to run this program do not require informed consent uh, and also do not require the clinical trials.
0: What we're discovering now is that when they had launched this vax and people went along with the accepted narrative that this was obviously we were in a pandemic, they were willing once again, just like they did in 9-11, to hand away all their rights because of fear. What actually happened when they did this is the Pentagon used some little known rules rules that were set up under Obama in 2013. and What these rules allowed them to do is to bypass everything the FDA was stood up to do. They were allowed to call this a countermeasure. And as it's called a countermeasure, what then is allowed is that they can develop a weapon and they deployed a weapon against the U.S. public. As a weapon against the, the people, this weapon is designed to do exactly what it's doing to maim and kill. They did not have to present any sort of evidence in real real evidence that this vax actually worked. In fact, it was a bioweapon from the beginning. The problem is that once again, we get back to people not knowing their rights. When the government said lockdown, the government said it's a pandemic. The government said you have to take it. The government did this, did that. The fear hit the people. And as the fear hit the people, they gave up everything because they had no foundation in what this country is about, what we fought for, what we fought to preserve. This is the sickness we have in our nation, and a sickness that's going to continue until people get well-educated on our Constitution and what we're actually fighting for and representing. This is not an easy time, and in all the things that are going on, we're going to continue to see this assault on everything that we, everything that we stand for and everything we're fighting for. Our new Congress is in place. We'll see. I have no, I'm not overly optimistic. I know that there's been a change in guard, but keep in mind that this change in guard, this change in guard is the same group of people that's been there for a long time. If you listen to Bobit and you listen to her explanation, she's trying to sell you on the idea that they did something great and fabulous. If you listen to well, Marjorie Taylor Greene, that, that's cringeworthy. I'll just let, you, let her speak for herself, because oh, there are some things you just can't give words to better than they can do themselves. Here you go.
6: The people who were backing Kevin McCarthy uh, also didn't vote to certify the electoral college results for Joe Biden. Um, do you think that's an important thing to the base, even today?
7: Oh, it's very important. Well, what I was pointing out is the same people that conservatives were holding up in high esteem don't necessarily have those voting records while they're at the same time criticizing Kevin McCarthy, who does. Right. Kevin McCarthy did object on January 6th, and he's been a top target of the Democrats and the January so 6th do committee. do you
6: believe that Joe Biden is a legitimately elected president?
7: Of course Joe Biden's the president. That's always a silly question.
6: Okay. I wasn't trying to be silly. I was trying to just clarify. Uh, We have about half a minute left. Um, As you know, what a lot of media are saying now is, oh, you know, McCarthy gave away too much. He's weakened his speakership, especially when the number of members required to do a snap vote on whether he should stay in that chair went down from five to one. Was that a big deal in the Machinations here.
7: Well, no, I'll go with this, and this is what I've said from the beginning before we ever got into this week. The most important thing that every single member has is their voting card. There's only 222 Republicans, and we need 218 to pass anything. That's where the magic happens. And so the big fight that happened this week, I think that a lot of it was really unnecessary and, and just a bunch of fanfare that helps popularity on the Internet but doesn't produce results. Now we have a speaker that we can produce results with, and we have to do that by coming together to get 218. That's where our power lies. And so with this rules package, let's be very real. We've got a Biden White House, we have a Democrat-controlled Senate, Mm -hmm. and we gotta get to 218 to accomplish anything.
6: Right, ultimately Washington, it's about the math. That's right. Marjorie Taylor Greene, thank you so much for coming in today.
7: Thank you for having me.
6: After the break, the second anniversary of January 6th, how clashing coverage turned that dark day into a symbol of pure partisanship. Yeah. The people who were backing Kevin McCarthy. So the the deal that we're at right now
0: with all of this is that we've got Congresswomen and Congressmen that are already jumping aisle, jumping, changing their narrative, not holding to what they're saying they're going to do. Taylor, Marjorie Taylor Greene, just so we're clear, was the one who was one of the strong voices saying that Trump won, Biden was a fake president. Suddenly that's all gone. I wonder why that happened. Rumor has it that She, who seems to have the linebacker shoulders and a neck the size of a linebacker, which makes me wonder what gender she really is, has been sleeping with Kevin McCarthy. And in fact, apparently she just filed for divorce with her husband. These are the representatives that we have. These are the people that we're supposed to be upholding our laws. So when we're putting all this, when we're putting so much emphasis on them doing the job, we need to start getting real that we are once again abdicating our responsibilities to people that themselves are morally bankrupt. And to expect that they're going to do something else, that they're going to do something good for the people, is really very questionable. Let me give you another example of somebody who stood up to the police. I am going to give this an adult uh, a warning on language. I, I haven't played this today, and I, and I don't know if there was some harsh language, so just be aware this could have some. But this is a guy, I don't believe there's much in it. He's engaging the police. The story of this is he's walking down the street to film and a neighbor reports him and says they don't want him there. So the police come out to arrest him. Now listen to his engagement. This is really good.
4: And then we're going to arrest you. So that's You're
3: not going to do anything because you have no power. Okay. I'm your boss. I recognize. Doubt that. You doubt I'm your boss? Who do you think you're talking to? Um. You're talking to a law-abiding citizen. Are you scared? Why would I be scared? I don't know. You're the one who said she don't, she don't walk right? up on me. 5.001 subsection 7. Hurry up! Don't
4: cut all day. If you have any questions, 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 we're able to answer them adequately. So the disturbances is other people's feelings. Uh, yeah.
3: You guys do any law enforcement ever?
4: You have a question for me?
3: Yeah. What's that? What's the purpose of the title nine? I don't know. You, you guys are law enforcement, right? So here's what I'm not going to do. I'm You're not, gonna, gonna not going to answer re- questions be- regarding to the law because you don't know shit about it. What are the purposes of the criminal code? What's the purpose of its construction? I'm talking. I bet you are. Do you know why I'm done talking? Because you don't know your job.
0: <laughs> no, they don't know their job, but he knows their rules better than they do. Patriots, I can't stress enough the importance for all of us to get this level of informed. We are going to be dealing with some increasing situations that police are going to be grasping for straws. We've already had sheriffs stand between parents and police, stand between parents and a school board, telling parents that they have to abide by what the school board dictates them to do and say, to mind their own P's and Q's, while the school board is defending and protecting pedophilia material put into libraries. Law enforcement is misguided. It's not understanding its place. Neither do our politicians, neither do our elected officials, and for that matter, the appointed officials. So this is extremely important now that we start to get very grounded and based in the laws that are in our communities, in our, around our police departments, and in our state, to know our state constitution. We have to understand what's in our state constitutions. We have to understand what's in our Constitution itself to understand those two things and put those together to start understanding where our rights are. The one thing that's interesting, I go to Measure 114 here in Oregon, and it's a strong statement. We have a liberal Supreme Court in this in this state, thanks to a bunch of liberal freaks that run this government, including a bisexual train wreck that fortunately is leaving, only to be replaced by another train wreck that's a lesbian. She wants to be tagged like that. I'm happy to let her know she's a train wreck and she's a lesbian. So the train wreck's my part. We have a conservative judge over in Harney County on eastern Oregon to understand that Oregon has only three blue counties. One of them is heavy blue. One of them is, two of them are light blue. And then three more that end up being often purple, meaning that they're in between red and blue, depending on what cronyism goes on there. A conservative judge in Harney County, Eastern Oregon, Solid Red County, has put a temporary restraining order on Measure 114, proclaiming it to be unconstitutional. The state, in its panic, took it to the Supreme Court, said that they needed to look at this and, at the very least, get magazine restrictions put on this. The Supreme Court said, no, we will not hear it. We're deferring back to the conservative judge. Why? I guarantee you it's not because of politics. I guarantee you that what the Harney County judge is standing on is Supreme Court precedents that the Oregon Supreme Court can't override, and they know it. So they're not going to delve into that water because they know to do so would be a constitutional violation that would ultimately cost them their job. So my point on all of this is critical. As the judge knows his laws, we must also become that smart. It is not an easy path but it's one that we have to demand and insist upon ourselves because if we don't, this is how they're taking this country away. It's fundamentally that simple. They're taking it away because we're letting them do it because we're not paying attention to the laws that are ultimately ours to use and control them with. And as long as we let them run amok, they will continue to walk over us like they are and continue to steal everything before us willfully as we sit by and, and pray to God and say, please help me fix it when it's not his to fix, it's ours. This is our dominion. And part of that is the requirement that we understand what was given and how to protect it. And we can do most of this legally. I want to close with this short piece here. Whom will you serve?
4: Why is it so important to protect what we allow our eyes to look at? Never in human life has it been so accessible to gaze upon the evil in this world. Violence, murder, witchcraft, adultery, sorcery, robbery, and all types of foolish things lurk around every corner, on every platform, and in every place. On the street, in your car, in the store, even in the comfort of your home. Jesus said, Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your whole body. And He said, When your eye is healthy, your whole body will be filled with light. But He said that if your eye is unhealthy, your whole body will be filled with darkness. And if what you think is a light is actually darkness how deep that darkness is as believers and followers of Christ how can we be a light in this world if our eyes are consumed by evil in our free time every day I encourage you to fast family fast from the TV shows fast from the scrolling and focus your time on God really focus just for a day and see what that does for your spirit the light of Christ that's dwelling inside of you can change your life even change the world but you can only serve one master do you find yourself giving hours of your day to the darkness of this world and struggling to even get 15 minutes to the light it's time to break free Choose this day who we're going to serve.
0: I know who I serve, and it's not this corrupt government, just so we're clear. I'm going to read that first sentence of the Declaration of Independence again. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Our government doesn't give me theirs rights. God does the same as you, the same as every other American. Our government are these little liberal factions, these freaks that want to steal everything. They have no voice in this game, none. They don't have a right to tell us how we're going to move. It doesn't tell us how we're going to live. We can agree mutually on certain laws that are executed by the will of the people, and that means everybody, to make life better. But they will not violate the Constitution in any way. They have no right to restrain what we do in our First Amendment, Second Amendment, and so on. But that's going to be up to us to hold that line, to simply sit back and acquiesce to whatever a police officer tells you, a politician tells you, a news anchor tells you. All we're doing is abdicating our rights and responsibilities over to people that don't have the interest of ourselves and this nation at at at, at the heart of it. And that's exactly how they've taken this country over. Overwhelming people with life stresses, getting people to misdirect their focus into material things, the accumulation of wealth, the pursuit of bigger houses and and greater debt, rather than fundamentally realizing that if we don't tend to the house of our liberties, we will have none of the other to go with it. This is the turning point in 2023, a point that every person, and I hope everybody that's listening to this takes this seriously. Read your Declaration of Independence. Read your Constitution and understand it. Read your state Constitution and understand it. And get to know the rights and the the rules that the police department are using. And that's a start. There's far more to go beyond that, but that's a start. And that start, actually, you can get done in about a week. We have to become educated on this. It's how we start to create the seminal line that they cannot push back on. And with that, as we stand on the righteousness of knowledge and the righteousness of faith, there's no way that they're going to win or take any more from us. This is the year to take it back, and it begins with us. Patriots, let's pray. Father, we're humbled that we're here today. Blessed are all the gifts that you've given us and all the knowledge that's been poured down upon us. We have a legacy of founding fathers that wrote into the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights, the framework that we would need to ensure that our liberties that were given by you are preserved. We pray tonight that there'll be the inspiration on everyone that hears this to begin that process, to relearn those fundamental things to relearn the knowledge that is there before us, to understand how it impacts our lives and how what we need to do to speak that truth to protect those rights. We pray tonight that that inspiration will spread, not just within Bard's Nation, but far beyond, that Bard's Nation will become the light for the many to be inspiring others to rise up and to do just that, to speak the truth based on the documents of this nation so that we pursue that integrity and reclamation of sovereignty in this country. May we continue to fight that way through the foundations of knowledge and faith. And with that, that mighty sword of the spirit to wield that in such a great way is to free ourselves from these chains that we ourselves have allowed to be put on us and enslave us into this world of tyranny. Guide us in these times and protect us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus name. Amen. So patriots, that's some homework and intended, because we all have a lot to do. And there is a lot we're all doing. Understand, none of us has much free time, or at least you shouldn't. If you have a lot of free time, well, maybe you're in the wrong fight. We're all busy. But this is one of these things that's very very critical. We literally have to get smarter on everything we do, because they're relying on us being dumb, and they often don't even know the rules. But we have to be smarter, better educated, And our faith is always going to be greater. And with that, those are the mighty tools that we use to crush this tyranny on a daily basis. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. Yet we're here in this time, in this place for just such a time as this. We're at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy